I went to go pick up my old lady from downtown the other day, and uh, I hit a curve, man. Kind of scratched up my rim. I was pretty upset about it. But in, but then at the end of the day, I kind of like was reflecting on the day, my favorite parts, you know, trying to look on the positives. And uh, at least that wasn't the only rim job I got that day. <laughs> I'm going to die alone. But how's everybody doing out there? Welcome to the show, man. Appreciate y'all being here. Welcome to Talks with Taboo, man. Appreciate everybody's tuning in every week, man. It means a lot. I really enjoy doing this. Because, man, we got a good show this week. We got a great guest. Switching it up a little. But before I introduce this guest, I just got to say my new track, Drugs, is out now Out now on Wakan. It's a collaboration with my good buddy Champa. It's a fucking awesome song. I've been asking for it for a minute, man. I'm happy to finally get it out. I've been loving all the feedback. Um, you know, every comment. Every nice thing that's been said, man. I, I really do appreciate that shit. But we're kind of switching it up a little this week on the show, man. You know, I want to branch out to, you know, musicians across the whole musical spectrum. Whether that's DJs, rappers, country singers, you know, jazz musicians. Like, I want to do it all. I want to have all these types of people on the show. You know, I knew it would be kind of a gradual, you know... Not transition, because I'm always going to have fucking DJs on the show. That's like, you know, the main thing. But, you know, kind of wanted to wait until it was the right time. And figured I'd try it out this week, man. My guest this week, he's like that bridge between the two. He's featured on some really big tracks, like bangers, over the past couple of years. And his personal rap, rap and shit is fucking fire. We actually have a track coming out. Um, if y'all listen to the Stuff Me Volume 2 mix, it was the opening song on that mix. Is me and Mr guest before, whose name I will not mention yet, uh, go check him out, y'all. He's fucking awesome. He just had a new song drop out called Mansion Tears, I do believe, and it's a fucking banger, dude. And I'm just gonna let it get into it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Kevin Flum. What's up, man? Kevin, it's nice to fucking meet you, man. Nice to nice to put a face to the name. Yes, sir. My Dude, boy. I, I gotta say, man, I, I'm a fan. Love your shit. You know, I, you're actually the first rapper I've had on the show, and I thought you would be the perfect guy for it because, you know, you're kind of like that, um, you know, you, you're, you're heavy in the rap game, but you're also, you have roots in the electronic scene as well. You know, you've collabed with, who are some of the people that you've you featured on with? Um, so like just started off, I, uh, my boy rated R out of Florida. That was like the first guy that we kind of made that, uh, we made a big ass dubstep song that kind of went crazy, um, like last two years. So him, and then, uh, I did a, um, I did a song on Subsidia on Excision's low label. And, um, I haven't really done too many collabs under the drink your water project yet, but, um, I'm sitting on some unreleased tunes right now with a couple of homies, but uh, nothing crazy right now. What about so, like features from like the from Kevin Flum? Oh, Kevin Flum. Uh, my first really like one that got me rooted into EDM was with "Say My Name," uh, the "Get On My Level" song uh, that went pretty crazy as well. And uh, I did one with Show Tech that uh, hasn't came out yet, and um, with Lodge Twenty One Wednesday. Um, 
man yeah there's a there's a there's a couple man i did like a bunch of house tunes and then a few trap tunes and then uh still waiting on the dubstep tunes but um i'm glad you and i finally got one bro i've been listening to you for a minute so hey man i know so i was uh was, i was making a track and i was like man i just need like a hard ass verse on here so i started researching you know finding people and i had a list of people and then i heard your shit i straight up crumbled the paper <laughs> that had other names and i was like that's the guy fuck all these other names this is the dude i want no and way. uh i'm so glad we were able to make it work dude yeah dude i actually just bumped it right before we started uh the podcast and i didn't forgot how fucking fire it is so i'm really stoked on that yeah me too man i was fucking yeah, jamming, jamming your shit right before you came on dude so so since you're since you're like the first rapper i've had on the show man i wanted to talk a little bit about the rap game and you know just kind of what it's like being all in, in that you know what i mean because you are on the bridge man and what is it about you know there's not that many rappers there are a good bit but like there are some rappers who are like anti on the electronic shit who just won't come over what is it about it that you know that you're into that makes you want to you know feature on a track or work with certain artists like what's that thing for you it was i was always into dance music because i was born and raised in germany uh and i moved to the states when i was about 14 years old so I was always rooted into dance music. I always loved it, always wanted to be a part of it. But like I, I started my project as a rapper and didn't really have too many, um, like I didn't have much knowledge on how to actually make dance music. So any way I could, I started just hitting up big DJs and producers that I really liked. And I was like, yo, if you ever need a rapper for a song, uh, let me know. Cause like, I know that would get my name in there. And also like, you know, just build bridges with people that I looked up to and that I liked. So I knew that would help. But I just, you know, I always saw rappers on songs like they wouldn't really put hard, like actual verses into it. It would just be like filler, like four bar, like loops type shit like that. And I actually wanted to kind of put like actual work, like a verse onto a song. So um, I don't know, man, I definitely didn't want to do too much and oversaturate myself. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to make the right moves with the right people. And uh, like I said, I always loved dance music and wanted to get into it. So I figured that'd be a good way to do it. And then be like, oh, by the way, I also produce and make this kind of music on their side project. And I felt like it'd be easier to pitch to people instead of just coming out of the blue, like trying to collab with people or send them songs when they didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like my strategy with that. You said 14. You, you moved from Germany when you were 14. Is that what you said? Yeah, yeah. I moved to South Carolina when I was 14 and I lived there for uh six years and then i moved to atlanta to so you ain't even got an accent you know what i mean like do you speak german yeah yeah my mom's full german um her whole side of the family all german uh, my dad's the american one he kind of split us down the middle he was in the military he met her over there and, got you. Uh, well, yeah that's how that happened but yeah my first language was german and then uh transferred into english once i was growing up and shit because we knew we were going to move to the states at some point Hell so. yeah, dude. Was it hard to pick pick it up? Because, like, I can't speak another language, dude. I can just, I can say a little bit of Spanish, but when I speak Spanish, my southern accent comes out even fucking more, dude. It's oh it's ridiculous. God. I wish I could speak some Spanish, man, but German, German seems uh, aggressive at many times. You know what it, I mean? It is an aggressive language. Very, very hard to learn. Uh, but honestly, English was easy to learn because uh, I, was, I grew up watching American TV because we had all the channels over there and listening to American music and just I just liked the culture because the entertainment culture in America is obviously number one in the world, I feel like, in my opinion. And uh, I don't know, man. I just always wanted to be in entertainment. So I just, you know, I took to what I was watching and listening to. And that really helped me learn the language a lot quicker. Hell but yeah. you know, being in an American school helped out a lot, too. So, um, yeah, man. 
What type of dance music they playing over there? Just a lot of like, like Unza House, Unza House. I'm dude. sure that's offensive as I say that, but uh, no, not at okay, all. We're, no. Okay, we're, it's, woo! Dude, there's a lot of trans dance, like uh, hard, happy, hardcore type stuff, uh, hard style and uh, house music. Kind of towards the end when I was uh, growing up a little more, I started listening to house more, but it was always like hard dance music, like show tech and headhunters and just stuff like that. Just like really aggressive, hard shit, you know? Yeah. So. Was hip hop big over there? Was uh, was all that big over there in Germany, or was it just I, dance music was the main thing? I would say hip hop got pretty big at some point, because I, I was I didn't really pay attention to anything else but like what I was learning and stuff. But I feel like uh, hip hop was pretty big, like Fifty Cent and Eminem, like at the time, like those are huge names over there. Usher, like all that shit that was popping back in whenever that was. I don't know what that time period was, but um yeah like when i was little my first cd i bought was uh 50 cent and i lived in germany and all my german friends were like what are you listening to and i was like this is 50 cent and 50 cent kind of blew up in the mainstream around that time and uh yeah i would say it was pretty popular but it wasn't as popular but uh, most german people listen to american music like for the most part i'll tell you that Ooh, yeah. so, oh yeah oh man i can't i'm, I'm gonna butcher <laughs> trying to i'm a butcher trying to do an american german accent dude i'm gonna fuck that up completely and just get myself in trouble so i'm just gonna stop right there <laughs> dude no that's that's wild man i didn't even know that about you so going from germany south carolina to atlanta man all right so you you in atlanta now right yeah i'm like a little north of the city pretty much the hip-hop capital of the united states of america dude yeah dude they're popping here it's crazy so as an american german man moving to atlanta how hard was it to like kind of you know insert yourself into that hip-hop scene in atlanta and what were some of the things like because i feel like there's you know if, if someone wants to be a rapper the idea is like go go to atlanta you know what i mean that's that's where you're gonna go yeah. and i just feel like there's so much competition and and shit like that like how do you even you know just go and and, and just insert yourself in that in that scene uh, I'll be real. I really, the main reason I moved to Atlanta was because I was getting booked as a DJ so much, like uh, for just EDM shows and whatnot. And that's what really kind of got me wanting to move to Atlanta. But because I knew it'd be hard uh, as far as the hip hop side, because I didn't really know too many people here as far as hip hop stuff. I just really knew a lot of connections for getting booked as a DJ and a lot of producers and just shit like that. So as far as like getting into the scene in Atlanta as a hip hop, I don't, I, I don't really feel like I've actually gotten into it because I've just stayed so to myself and everything. And I was just going to let the work speak for itself and like do that for me. But I mean, you know, I know a couple of producers here. I got linked up with uh, with Russ's uh, videographer, Edgar Estevez. He hooked me up and kind of showed me like how to how to kind of more like get myself into the scene here. But, uh, dude, I really just keep to myself and just be making music at my house. I, I really I don't have like that many connections to hip hop here. Like I would say dance music is way been way more um flourishing for me for moving here. But it's crazy because yeah. like you're 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 as Kevin Flum, your rapper self, like you have some fucking big ass songs out there. You know what I mean? Like you have like, you know, a lot of fucking hits on Spotify and stuff like that. So you haven't yeah. had like that many rappers or anything in Atlanta reach out to you and be like, yo, what the fuck? Who are you? Um Honestly, not in Atlanta, dude, to, to be honest. I just think there's just so many rappers in Atlanta and it's, I wouldn't say oversaturated, but it's just like either you're in and people know about you or you're not in yet and you're just, you're not discovered yet. And I would say I've been reached out to more outside of Atlanta than anywhere else uh, for the rap shit. Like um, working on a little like low key deal right now with a label out in LA 
um on a lot of stuff that i got going on so ain't low key no more dude you said it on podcast bro. hey facts but i'm not i can't go too <laughs> deep into it but uh some crazy shit might be happening soon but yeah man i i don't have that many connections in atlanta to be real as far as the hip-hop game like i, I know a couple producers that make beats and stuff but i don't really uh haven't linked up with that many rappers yet dude uh, i can i can totally understand that like it just being so much like you know, for people who wanted to get into production and DJing, like a lot of their mindset is like, hey, I need to move to LA. You know what I mean? I need to go to LA. And it's like, when you go to LA, you realize when you get there, like, oh, fuck, there's like fucking millions of people here trying to do this exact thing. And yeah, it dude. might be really hard to like insert yourself. So I mean, you're doing it the right way. That's crazy, though. You're just getting booked in Atlanta as a DJ. So you said, fucking, I'm just going to move here. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, there wasn't much to be done in South Carolina where I was living. I was always traveling to atlanta to either fly out the airport because it's a way bigger airport and cheaper and be getting booked out here a lot um for shows and stuff so i was just like i'm at the point in my life where i could pack my bags and do what i wanted to do so uh that's what happened and it, it was i uh, never looked back since i love it here uh, yeah. the connects are crazy and uh yeah man uh, it's it's pretty good can't complain Bro. You had any beef with any rappers yet? That's one of my favorite things about uh -huh. the rap game is like rap beef is so much more entertaining than EDM beef. EDM beef, you know, they just, you know, say they're offended and, and try to cancel each other. But rappers, they're like, fuck each other's girlfriends or like shoot up their mama's house or something like that. <laughs> and I'm all about all that. You know, that's like, it's like, let's write a song about it. You know? Yeah. They're a lot, they're a lot less soft than uh, the EDM beef because EDM, like you said, EDM beef is just all online talk and try to cancel each other. And it's just like, you know, there's way worse shit going on in the rap game. Like, I saw you talking about the whole song name choice the other day and how, like, people can say that in rap music but not get canceled, but you say it in dance music and everyone comes through your head. Like, yeah. it's stupid. But uh, as far as rap beef, I haven't really had beef. I've had a bunch of dudes steal my shit, like, take my songs and upload them as their own on Spotify and, like, say it's them because I wasn't really well-known yet. And, like, I would say that's, like, the most beef I really got into, but I really just try to keep to myself and I really just be laughing at people who try to, like, start drama with me because i i literally keep to myself and I, I i don't i don't really inject myself into shit like that but there's been some interesting stories as far as uh like a little drama here and there with with the hip-hop shit but nothing too crazy yet man i know it's probably gonna happen at some point like yeah you're gonna have to write a song about it oh yeah bitch or something yep, yep absolutely. absolutely i'm gonna diss the shit out of somebody someday it's <laughs> i'm not gonna do it for the clout though i'm just gonna do it because i like i'm not gonna let no one try to clown me you know Hell so. no, nah, dude, and that's just <laughs> that's just how it is, bro. You that's what it is in hip hop. You just write songs about it and just fuck each other up. I'm all about it, dude. I wish I wish someone would do a diss uh dubstep track where they're dissing someone else. We're like copying their shit, but like making fun of it almost. Like that'd yeah. be awesome. Like diss them in the pre drop vocal or something. Yep, yep. <laughs> I'm gonna do Wait that for it. S fam. Those fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, bro. Dude, oh, so let me ask you some other th other shit that you might know. What is it with uh the entourage on stage for rappers. Like, I'm, I've seen, like, Boosie. He had, like, 100 people on stage. Okay? Uh, there's been some other rappers I've seen. There's been, like, 100 people on the stage with them. You know what I mean? Like, what is it with the rappers and bringing all their entourage on stage? Because I feel like I'd bump into somebody. You know what I'm saying? Do what you do, yeah. but watch my shoe. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, like, what is dude. it with the entourage out there? In my personal opinion, I just know, like, the, those kind of dudes, like, they, they move in units, like, either to one be safe or two they just have that huge support system but i just feel like it's more so for protection because like when you see them on stage like that with with their whole gang it's because there's probably a chance for something to pop off uh in the crowd or outside the crowd you know like um 
I don't know, man. I've, I've always saw that too. I was like, damn, there's so many people on stage just like standing there. Like, you know, they're kind of getting it with the music, but like, dude, like they get a guest list that big. Like they got a hundred people sitting on stage with them just vibing out. But I always thought it was just more so for protection. I feel like, you know, if something pops off, they got a hundred of their goons. there just waiting to jump on somebody, which yeah, I respect. Yeah. I'm all for that shit. Honestly, I don't have a hundred people to bring on stage with me, but me neither, um, dude shit <laughs> me neither okay. i know if i was a promoter and if i saw a guest list it's like this is just the guest list that's like a hundred people i'll be like son of a bitch like that's right. just <laughs> and they all need to be on stage like yeah, they, they all need all need, access yeah we need all access stage stage passes yeah. right here dude yeah no man uh honestly i i think it's just for them to feel safe honestly because you know shit goes shit gets crazy in, in the rap world man like it, it people be shooting each other up and it gets it's get, it gets really crazy, especially over just like some beef, like just talking shit to each other over a song or something. Like people get shot over that. So it is entertaining. Um, it is very entertaining. I will say that it is it's, entertaining. You know. Yeah, man. We need to do some more of that electronic scene. I'm not spreading hate or violence, <laughs> y'all. But we need to toughen the fuck up out here. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll look directly in the camera when I say we need to toughen the fuck up. Yeah, yeah you saw that. You saw that, dude. They were going after fucking Wakan for someone had a track named Ketamine, and then I had a song named Drugs, dude. Shit was out of hand, dude. I had people straight up messaging me or, like, calling me pathetic. Someone else messaged me, like, I don't know how you have a fan base. I don't know how you live with yourself. I was, like, laughing at all of it. I was like, y'all are uh, Dude, most of those people probably do drugs. That's the saddest part. Like, not, <laughs> not clowning anyone who does drugs, but it's, like, it's so hypocritical to get mad at that when... You know, there's other artists who have done song names that have drugs in them, but no one tried to drag them. I'm not going to name anybody, but dude, like, there's been I, Guns so N' Roses has guns in it. All right. Yeah, Green Day. Green Day, obviously marijuana. Miller High Life, <laughs> you know, Miller <laughs> High Life. Like, we need to cancel all these people, dog. Alcohol, man. Come on, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I totally agree with you on there, man. People are just soft. And, you know, the EDM, the EDM world, uh, it's not, all cancerous but dude there's just so many people that just live to try and drag people down for no reason and it's no you totally never right. understood it never I, understood it i like that you said it's not all cancerous it's not it's actually a beautiful fucking scene yeah and it's, dude, it's, it's, it is. And, and i feel like just in the last like i think especially during covid stuff it's like no one a lot of these people don't have anything better to do than try to be heroes and so yeah. like, then they just turn into assholes yeah, dude. It's I, I don't get it. Like I really don't get it. It's like, wow, you got a, a couple hundred followers on Twitter and you just trying to go off on people and cancel them. It's just like, I don't know, man. My, it, my, it don't my, make sense to me. My mindset is if you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. I've always said Fact. that. If if I'm Fact. like if I wanna if I hate something out like I don't ever think, ooh, I gotta share this and talk about how much I do not like this or support this. I'm just like, word, and I move on with my day. And Back. you know what? I'm very, very happy like that. I'm not stressed out about anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, honestly, if you put it out there on the internet, like you could regret it later. You could, you know, say the wrong thing and piss some people off. Like that's I why regret, I'm glad I got rap. I regret yeah. everything I put on Twitter when I get high. When I get high, I'm like, I shouldn't be tweeting any of this shit. <laughs> oh yeah. I saw you just started, you just started smoking weed, huh? Hell like, yeah. Not long dude. Ago. Blowing down over here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had to stop, bro. I had to stop smoking weed, uh, like last month. Because uh, I, I got really sick from it. I got like a rare disease called uh, cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. And it's from chronic marijuana use, like a lot. And uh, it basically sends the receptors in your brain that take in THC, uh, that take in cannabinoids. It sends messages to your stomach to say, hey, I'm nauseous. And for three weeks straight, I was just sick, throwing up every day, like couldn't keep anything down. 
And the doctors were like, yo, dude, it's, it's from weed. Like you got to stop. And ever since I stopped, like no problem, no issue. I actually really glad I stopped because my workflow has been insane. Like I was definitely letting weed hold me back. Like I know it's not, everyone's uh, not with the same case. Like not everyone lets it hold them back, but I will admit weed was holding me back and super, super glad that I moved past that because I was doing it for like 10 years straight every day, all day. So yeah, man. That's why I stopped smoking weeds because I, I it, it was hard to focus production. Like was it making you, know, you lazy? It was it was just making me like I, I I used to smoke a bunch when I was younger, but like whenever I started getting really serious about music production, I would smoke weed, get high, and then fucking suck at making music. Just completely suck. I would spend four hours just working on one sound, and then after my high was gone, I'm like, this sound sucks. You know what yep. I mean? So Dude, so relatable. Yeah. So, so no, I can. So now, if I'm, if I'm smoking now, it's because I ain't doing shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm just chilling. You yeah, know man. What I'm saying, damn. So chronic smoking. There's a syndrome for it. Yeah, dude. It's it's actually not like clinically accepted by doctors. It's not like in a book or anywhere, but it is a thing that there's a huge support group for it that I found, and there's like hundreds of thousands of people that also go through it. So, um not all doctors even know about it. Like the first doctor I went and saw, I had no idea what was wrong with me. And then a second doctor I went and saw, I told him about how much I smoked. He was like, this is definitely it. Stop smoking and see what happens. And yeah, man, I, sp- I actually spent Christmas in the ER because of that. So like that even like pissed me off more. Cause I was like, dude, I'm in the hospital on Christmas when I could be with my family. Yep. And so it was a big wake up call for me. So yeah. I'm, you know, I'm glad I, I'm glad it happened. And I'm glad I'm at where I'm at now because uh, I've been way more productive with my shit so and if i ever do go back to smoking weed it'll be maybe one time per month and at nighttime like just to help me sleep like yeah not during the day anymore like that shit was not good so, so what you're saying are drugs are bad drugs are bad if you do them you're canceled you get sick from smoking chronic smoking do you think you can get sick from chronic masturbation is that a thing uh oh, dude, dude. I don't, I mean, shit, I'm a, I I would be really sick right now then. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, I don't think so. I think, little, I think little, it's We'd be it's fucking sick as young teenagers, like we're like 13, just so throw it up everywhere. Chronic masturbation syndrome, bro. <laughs> CMS, yo, watch out for it, guys. <laughs> nah, we, we thriving. We alive and thriving. There's like a like there's like a it's like an AA meeting for like people who get sick from masturbating too much. Actually, that's nothing to make fun of. That might actually be a thing, but it is kind of a funny thought in a way. Hey man, it's actually proven to be good for you, so I don't know how how bad it could actually be. You know, dude. Yeah, if it's a sin, I'm going to hell. <laughs> See you there, bud. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, so whenever you're whenever you're uh, rapping, doing shows, man, you got that entourage with you, or, or are you just up there by yourself and like a DJ? <laughs> Um, well, I've only actually performed as a rapper like under 10 times my whole career because I don't personally like to do rap performances because every time I've done it, it's been a fucking dead ass crowd. Like just because I, you know, I haven't reached that level yet. And if people are just in the crowd, just watching you perform and they don't know your lyrics and they don't know who you are, it's hard for them to vibe. And then it's very hard for me to vibe because I feed off of the people that I'm performing for. So it's like, yeah, so I try to bring as many homies as I can to get them as drunk as possible and just have them wild out on stage <laughs> with me. So, yeah, I, I usually try to keep my homies with me, you know, just uh, keep me in the vibe. And, yeah, so I don't know, man. Hopefully one day I'll I'll enjoy actually performing, like, rapping for people because to this day, like, I've only enjoyed it when I did it at, like, festivals for, like, the features that I've done. But yeah. as far as 
it was mostly for strangers. Like I opened for Rick Ross one time and you can only imagine the type of crowd that was like, who the hell is this white boy on stage? Like we never heard of this kid. And like, definitely didn't vibe with me as hard as I wanted them to, but you know, opportunities and opportunities. So well, you got to go out there and just own that whiteness, dude. But like, I'm wearing glasses right now. I'm wearing a tie dye fucking hoodie and I will, and I will tell my mom. I will tell my mom on you if you I will me. tell. Yeah, my dad can probably not beat up your dad. <laughs> yeah, my dad will sue your dad. That, that's the that's that's how we talk. <laughs> Is it uh, yeah, man. So uh, there was there's a couple things I wanted to bring up after just what you had said, but. It is crazy. So, like, even though, like, someone like you, you have, like, all these really big tracks out like that, I feel like rappers can't really tour on stuff like that and it be successful. Whereas, like, if you're a producer and you have, like, you know, a song that's just getting played out by other DJs, you know, you could probably, you're probably getting booked out, flown out to play some other places. I feel like it's different because at electronic shows, people like not knowing songs. You yeah. know what I mean? They're like, oh, fuck, this is some new shit. Yeah, let's get hype on it. But, like, yep. with rap shows, they're like, they'll go, I've seen people go see a rapper, and he play his hit, and then everyone dips out. It was just like, they yeah. came to hear that one song that everyone knew. Yeah, oh, I've seen that, too. That's the thing, like, that. That's it's like a hit or miss with the whole rap game, because if you just have one song, they're literally only going to come there for that song. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to vibe out to all the cool new shit that you might have to play for them, because, A, they didn't listen to it, or B, it's not out yet, and they just don't know what you're what you're performing. So, yeah, it, I feel like the whole rap touring thing banks off of like you having a hit that everybody knows about. So, there's a lot of pressure uh, on that, but I haven't reached that that like level yet. So, I guess we'll see. But you're absolutely right on that. It's literally based off of one song, and people come there for that one song, pull their phone out, record it, and then they dip. Like, dude, I've I've seen, se- I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure to have. I've seen it where it's like. 800 people played the song, boom, 50 people, 50 people. It was just like, holy Mm. fuck, that just happened. It's so weird, man. And then, you know, like for EDM, they'll they'll stay for the whole set because it's just different. The energy is different. And um, yeah, man, I don't know. That's definitely why I branched out and started doing EDM more because I like actually enjoyed it, enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. Um, So yeah, man, it it is what it is. The energies you're talking about. So like what? How different, like, what are some of the differences from, like, the crowd energy from the crowds at, like, rap shows and, like, from, uh, like, dance shows and stuff like that? Like, what are some, like, noticeable things and some things that you like from each side of them? Um, from the rap side, I would say it's it's a lot. It, when, some, when the people actually know your song, in the few rare cases that I have performed and they actually knew the songs and they actually knew the lyrics like that's super gratifying like when people actually know your lyrics and like what you actually came up with and wrote down like that shit's really cool that's super dope energy but then like obviously with edm all the music is based on being super loud and the songs are the sounds are designed to be weird and make everyone lose their minds type shit you know like drugs or no drugs like the music is there to make you feel some type of way and it just don't hit the same as rap music it just doesn't and we can all agree on that but um, I've seen some rap shows I get crazy hype, like crazy, crazy hype. So I don't know, man. It just depends on the artist, really, because like you could be like almost a nobody and play a, a, a show for an EDM crowd and still have a fucking crazy ass time. But if you're a rapper and the crowd doesn't really know your music and can't vibe with it, then the energy's not there. And I've seen that way too many times. Yeah. So yeah, dude, EDM wins on energy, in my opinion, every time, every single time. 
What are some uh, things that that hip hop wins on though? Hmm. Uh, I feel there's a lot more money in the hip hop world. <laughs> money definitely is a big, big factor in the hip hop world because that's what a lot of the people do it for. Um, like streams. Uh, when you're an independent rapper and you're just living off streams, like it's a lot harder to do that as an EDM artist because obviously you need to get picked up by labels and get a little more push on your shit unless you're already on like a huge level and you can self-release everything. But I just feel like the the income with rap is just so much more I, just from my experience because I, I live off of my Spotify streams and I live off of streams that I've gotten in the past. So, um, yeah, man, I would say that's like one of the main differences uh, that hip hop wins on. Uh, and just being able to actually write a story like a song with words is, is a whole different meaning than just making a song with sounds, even though there are obviously there's songs that have crazy lyrics in it in the edm world but it's just like on rap you can be totally yourself like and just you can really say whatever the fuck you want you could be someone you don't want to be on rap yeah. you can make people believe a completely different story about you like there's a lot of power in that i believe so um yeah man you know to each his own like edm has things that rap will never have and rap has things that edm will never have it's just two completely different worlds that people on both sides will never understand like my rap fans do not understand edm whatsoever they don't get it they're just like oh this fucking robot noises like i don't get it there's no words in it like that's like the main thing they say it's like there's no words it's just sounds so it, it just takes a certain mind to accept and understand that type of shit dude so. whenever you whenever you opened up for rick ross did you play some of your tracks that you were uh like it was like you featured in a uh like a say my name or something like that did you play those <laughs> oh hell no i actually didn't even really do any edm at that time so it, i was like full on in the rap shit i was djing but i didn't really have any uh like hip-hop features in edm yet so it was all like my rap shit yeah uh, that i performed for them so dude so is it hard being you know a white boy in the rap scene in atlanta I would say it's hard being a white rapper in general in, in any anywhere you go because one, it's like it's harder to be taken serious. And then two, you got, you know, the people who like call you uh, a culture vulture and it's like you're just doing this to blah 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 to to live off of it when you know we made this and you're just a, a visitor and blah blah blah. It's just like you know, I get it. I totally get it. And I've always paid my respects because the people that I listened to growing up were all black artists and I'll always give them that homage. I'll always pay homage to that. But like, I can never agree with someone calling me a culture vulture because uh, it's like, I love making that type of music. And um, from what I've heard from people, like I'm, I'm decent at it. You good at it, it, dude. You, you, be, yeah, you being modest, dude. You good at it. <laughs> I like writing songs. I like, you know, I like producing hip hop beats. I, I just, I love it. And like, if, you know, people can't understand that, then it's all good. It's whatever, you know, it's not going to stop me, but. Uh, it's definitely harder as a white uh, white artist in the rap game. I'll tell you that. But then, you know, I'll just pull inspiration from all the, the white uh, rappers that are fucking killing it. And it's just like, well, if they can do it, I can definitely do it. Yep. And, um, yeah, man. But I definitely agree that it's probably a lot harder to to gain respect of, of people when you're a white rapper and to be taken serious. Because it's like, oh, what have you been through? Like, yeah. Uh, you had mom and daddy's money your whole life type shit people always think that that's like an assumption people always make but even if it's not true you know it's it, it don't matter like no one's opinion can change your reality so um i just do me and i expect that type of shit to come at some point so i'm yeah. not disappointed when it does come so yeah man that bit that the respect thing i feel like is just a big thing how can i show uh, gain their respect being this uh white rapper I feel like that's yeah, a, that is a big thing i don't i don't necessarily agree with like calling 
aren't culture vultures either. So it's like you're inspired by something. You yeah. you create your own version of it. It's like with restaurants too. It's like there's Tex-Mex restaurants. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You don't go stand in front of fucking uh L El Texado, which is like an like a tech like a Tex-Mex shit, and they're like yeah. you're 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 uh you're a vulture. Taking, yeah, you're a vulture. Or like there's you know there's some chefs out there who are like white chefs who are super inspired by Japanese, Asian culture, yeah. food, and they're open up Thanks a sushi it. restaurant. It's like I think I think with if you're inspired by something, why wouldn't you want to engulf yourself in that and put you like you know and create your own version of that if you if you yeah. if you love it and you're inspired so i never yeah. agree with any of that shit man yeah dude it's just like man if you're inspired by it, like if anything they should be happy that that inspired someone else to to do that you know it's just yeah. like there's there's room there's room for everybody i feel like oh, my dog just wandered in hell yeah dude i got my <laughs> um, dog i got my dog in the other room because she can't be in here she she'll be fucking trying to play with me Oh, I feel you, bro. No, he's about. Yeah, your dog looks lazy as hell, dude. That with that walk, he looked like he was just walking, <laughs> barely. <laughs> staring at the camera right now. He's like, "What? Are, what are y'all doing?" But yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah, dude. I never agreed with it, but I always just took the hits when people talk shit. It's just like, all right, you know, I get it, but it ain't gonna really stop me or affect me in any way. So, at the end of the day, I'm always gonna be a white a white guy trying to make it in the rap game. So, you know, see what happens. It is what it is. Hey there. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying this episode right now. I'm going to pause it real quick. Don't go anywhere. It's coming right back. But I just want to try out this new segment. This is Redneck Stories with Jeremy. All right, this here is Jeremy for another <clears throat> edition of your Redneck Stories. Uh, this one is what defines me as a true hillbilly. And it's gross, too. So, back in the day, you know, great-grandparents lived right there. They're great niece, you know, live there. Anyway, me and my second cousin, we the same age, you know? And, uh, we totally fucked. It was a good time. And, but, uh, and now back to the show. Dude, what is it about rappers not giving a fuck when they perform? Cuz I've seen I've seen some oh, I've seen some shitty rap shows and I've seen some I've seen a few good ones, but it's just like a few. It's like it's like whenever you see a rapper that's good, you're like, "Wow, he was actually good live." It's like I have just I've seen some bad rap shows. What is it about rappers not giving a fuck on stage, dude? Dude, I think they just get too fucked up, honestly. Like I I think guys just be getting mad trash before their shows and like a lot of them will just do they'll just play their actual songs with their like voice on it like not and not an instrumental they'll just I'd just be lazy and rap over their words which i get it like it's cool but it's just like it's it's there's a lot of laziness i feel like in, in rap performances and unless it's done right like man yeah i just i think it's just the easy way out to get a quick check and you know just perform and get super fucked up and just not give a fuck because i've definitely been to a bunch of shows where it's like that where i'm like damn they really didn't put any effort into this at all yeah like at all like not even like background visuals or anything like like how edm is like that shit captivates you like i feel like rappers need to put shit on a big ass led wall behind them to like enhance the performance a little bit but a lot of the times there's not that like the production is just not crazy on it uh, i don't know if they're you know penny pinching trying to like save money or they just don't know 
that production adds value to a show like i i don't know but i i know what i'm gonna do when i get to that level like it ain't gonna be no half-ass shit no lazy shit because uh i i don't want to feel the way i i don't want people to feel the way i felt when i was watching people be lazy as fuck on stage because i was like man i wasted my money like why yep. am i here yep. yeah yeah so and, and, yeah I've, I've seen some dude i saw fucking riffraff one time oh my fucking, god uh, i opened for riffraff one time bro hell yeah was it dope no, not at all. <laughs> I got booed. I got booed. What? Damn! Yeah. What? Why yeah, they boo you, bro? That's in like... my own city. I lived at when it was in South Carolina. I I was uh, rapping and doing like a DJ thing because I was like uh, doing both at the time, and it was like an EDM type theme show. And I definitely got booed, not off stage, but there were people booing me like, "Yo, we want riffraff!" Like, blah blah blah. Like they came there to see him. They didn't give a fuck about me. So. And his performance was like, Ooh, I don't that know, shit man. shit would piss me off, bro. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked. And I got like a bunch of tweets after like, yo, you suck. Like, give it up. Like, you're trash. Blah, blah, blah. Horrible opener. I was just like, oh, wow. Awesome. And then I watched his performance and I was like, are you kidding me, bro? Like, no yeah. comment. But yeah, are you kidding me? That's all I'm going to say. They should have been like, they should have been like, fuck, Kevin back on stage, man. No, I wish, bro. No, that shit was whack. But uh, it's whatever, bro. It, no, like- I saw his ass chug like. It, it was he had two songs playing he got there he could barely stand on the stage and he just chugged like nine waters in one song like the song's playing he's not rapping he's just chugging bottles of water smart <laughs> he's, man he's so smart man. he's so fucked up i was like what the fuck I, I i just remember watching everyone at the show being like what the fuck is this right now man yeah dude yeah, yeah man. I, back in the day i know it was like that but i, I mean i feel like I don't. He's still putting out music. I feel like I just. Oh yeah, dude! I love his his song titles and album titles are yeah. second to none. Like it's like the uh uh fucking. I, I want to pull some up real quick because they're yeah, fucking dude. ridiculous. He, he freestyles every song too. That's what's funny. Like he doesn't yeah. write anything. He just freestyles. Dude, he he. <laughs> Respect, bro. He just goes in there and knocks it out. Here we go. Million dollar million dollar mullet. Uh, pink python. It's like these are awesome. Tangerine tiger. Alcoholic yep. alligator, cool blue jewels. It's like the White West. It's like Albuquerque, <laughs> Aquarius. It's like hell yeah, Peach Panther. These are the most amazing album titles I think I've ever heard in my life. I will, I will tip my hat to that on his creativity. That shit's wild as hell. Yeah, man. He just don't give a fuck, and that's one thing I always liked about him. He just fucking did. He just did it. Like he didn't. He never gave a fuck. And then he dyed his husky like pink. You remember that he had a husky. He dyed it pink, completely pink. Uh, <laughs> he named him Jody Husky. Jody Husky. I've heard that in a song. I've heard that yeah. in a song. But that's a dog. Dyed him pink, bro. I'm surprised there weren't some freaking dog warriors out there saying, um, you know, We're trying to cancel him. Can- cancel him, dude. Yeah, dude. What 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 what's it take to get canceled in the rap game, dude? Because I see like, I'm gonna be honest, man. I've seen like. Because in the electronic scene, if you're even playing, like, these limited capacity shows, people are at your fucking throat to the point where DJs aren't even announcing or promoting where they're playing. They're just showing up and playing. I'm, I have done this exact thing, and I'm saying, because they're like, hey, you probably shouldn't share it, so we can just, we can just not get yeah, the heat. The people in the town will play the show, will come to the show and not hate on it and stuff like that. Exactly. But even, like, these limited capacity shows, electronic people... This, the 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 Twitters is going after him, but I've seen some rap shows like full fucking force, Dude, and people they don't, don't give, give a, a fuck. Yeah, like wow. I'm talking about, I've seen straight up full f- clubs for rap shows. Yeah, they're not getting canceled. No one's saying shit about that because it's it's a whole different scene, bro. Like like you said, there's just so much more toxicity in the EDM uh, scene, bro. And like you said, people are just bored and they're just trying to become fucking 
power, like just have power. I'm just like nothing's gonna happen, bro. But that ain't gonna get you canceled in the rap game. The main thing that I always notice rappers getting like absolutely shit on for is when they like hit women or are abusing women and shit like that. Like, yeah, that's like the as main thing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Canceled. Not as you should beat women, but as you should. No, no, no you should get canceled, canceled for that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like that's the that's like the main thing I see because rappers say and do what the fuck they want and don't get canceled. Like the shit, like some of the shit they say in their songs is absurd, like to a whole nother level, but they're not going to get canceled for it because people like hearing that ignorant shit. And that's just how it is. Like I enjoy the fuck out of that ignorant shit. I enjoy yeah, same the, here. the absolute shit. I want it. I want it to be insane stuff. That's why I fucked with, that's why I fuck with ICP, bro. If you've listened to their songs, they're yeah. super fucked up. I'm like, this is the weirdest shit I've ever heard yeah. in my life. And like Eminem, like old Eminem back in the day, like the shit he was talking about, like, dude, that would not fly in any other time period, I feel like, because people are just so soft and don't want to hear that shit. But, you know, I don't know, man. It's just it's a whole different game. And I just feel like people aren't as soft who yeah. are in the rap game and just listen to rap music and haven't been like really in the EDM scene. Like I said, dude, people are just soft in the EDM scene. And I, I am calling everyone out who is soft. You are soft. All right, you're soft. Stop being soft. But you're right? still loved and you're beautiful. We want you here. We don't want you in any. Yeah. I want you in this scene, but I want you to let people be people. Yeah, let people be people, man. Because at the end of the day, like that's all we got, and you're not gonna really get anywhere trying to bring someone down, bro. Like we get it. Like we totally get it why you're doing it, but you don't have to do it. You, you know? don't have to. You, you just don't, to. bro. You just don't. You don't have to do it, man. You just don't, man. So yeah, the uh, I, I remember I was at a, I was at a the baby show. And like this chick had like grabbed like grabbed his dick and like his security guard punched the chick and like yeah. the show ended right there like he fucking got the fuck out of there like they dipped and like he the security guard did an interview after that and the security guard was like dude my bad I thought she was a dude because apparently she looked like a dude I don't know. oh my god dude yeah I've seen I'm pretty sure the baby swung on someone else like trying to grab him one time and it was a lady like it was like. Just because he felt threatened. It wasn't like, oh, you're dumb, like you're dumb yeah. and gonna hit her. It's just like some of these dudes have been in situations where their life were in danger and if they feel like they're getting grabbed and they're afraid, they're probably gonna swing. Like I, I get it. I totally get it. And you probably shouldn't be grabbing people like that. But at especially the same time, their dicks, you know what I'm saying? Especially their dicks. Yeah. That's I mean, that's harassment. If a man grabbed a woman, um, you know it'd be over with. It'd be over with immediately. But here's where the double standard comes into play because if she yep. is a fucking smoking hot, it, it's probably cool, right? You're not gonna say anything, bro. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, you're not gonna be like, "Oh, I'm so offended you grabbed my penis." Like, wow. Like, the double standard is crazy right there. It's pretty insane. But I mean, yeah, it is what it is. Shit won't change, bro. So yeah, because even if it was fucking Matthew McConaughey grabbing ass, dude, he's still gonna get he's still gonna get canceled on that, man. But just don't be out there playing grab ass, everybody. And yeah. grab dicks. Let's not be playing dick grab. Yeah, which is not one of my favorite gonna... games to play, but you know we gotta chill out with it. <laughs> yeah, man, we gotta chill. We gotta chill only when it's appropriate, dude. So this these rap shows, man, going on right now is are, are, oh, is man. it happening in Atlanta at the moment? Because I feel oh, like yeah, dude, yeah. yeah. There, there's even like hip hop clubs like where rappers aren't performing. It's just a hip hop club where they just play hip hop music and. Um, it's just a, a party. It's like, that's every weekend, every week, like all week it's, it's popping here. Like it's crazy. Might not see it online, but, um, you know, I have friends that go out and shit like that. And I see their stories and I'm like, dude, these clubs are packed, yeah, packed, packed, packed with people. Yeah. And they're just like really big, nice ba bars and lounges type shit. Like 
but I mean, you know, I'm not, I just I'm not a- I see people all the time, like on EDM Twitter, who are like, "Man, I can't wait for shows to come back." And it's like they are in like other genres and like other places, like easily. Yeah. I know the like, comedy comedy's back. Like people are doing a lot of, you know, are basically touring as comedians again. Country yeah. country shows. I don't know if those ever stopped, bro. I don't, I don't think, think they did. <laughs> I don't think they did because there was one not long ago here at this outdoor venue, and it was packed. Like it was crazy packed, and like I didn't see a lot of masks, low key. But I'm not the COVID police, so I'm not gonna really go into that. But, um, yeah, dude, that, you know, there's shows going on in other genres, but, you know, they're not going after that. They're just, like, choosing to go after um, the EDM shows. And I would be real. I've played a couple of shows that have been put on really well and actually were decently safe. And I don't know anyone who got sick from them, and I didn't get sick from it. So, like, in, that, in my opinion, that means they did it right. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, there, there are safe shows going on, and people just choose to not – uh recognize that they just think any show is bad like yep. you know and- dude i played i played a show and it was a safe one but i just knew if there was videos online or something that people are going to be pissed so i went and told the crowd i was like look i'm here you're here we're all happy to be here you know who's not happy we're here twitter so yeah. let's just keep our phones in our pockets Thanks. and for the most part they did for the most yeah, part man. yeah I even got shit for playing a drive-in uh, with Rez. They're like, how? Well, I can't believe you'd play a drive-in with that many people. And I'm like, dude, the- this is so dumb, dude. Like, there's so much space in between each car. And, like, oh, I think it was six or seven people allowed in each pod. So it was, like, as safe as it could possibly be. And it was, like, everyone got temperature checked. Everyone got, you know, everyone got checked. And still got, like, some some shit for that, and I just, I didn't understand that. Like, that's the safest way to do a show, and there's still people that aren't cool with that, yep. and I, I will never understand it, and, you know, it's just, it is what it is, bro. I can't go too deep on that, because I don't want people to cancel me for feeling the type of way about it, so. I don't, I don't know. That's why I like having the podcast, so actually, like, full ideas, and everything yeah. can be out, and it can be discussed. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds harsh, but, like, if you're scared, just stay home. Because, like, if you look at the statistics, man, like, shit's going down. Like, all the numbers are going down, no matter what people want to say or anything. Like, I check in my state all the time, and there's 20-plus million people where I live, and there's confirmed 3,000 cases right now in my state. And, like, that is such a small percentage. And if people are still considering that, like, a pandemic, then... Like, why isn't there a pandemic for any other crazy illness that's killing people every day in America? Like, it's just what the media wants you to see, in my opinion, and just shit like that, man. I don't know, dude. People are just scared. I can see why they're scared, but you can't be scared forever. Like, life has to go on at some point. Yeah, eventually you just got to fucking, you know what I'm saying? You got to just say it with your chest. Yeah, and if you're scared, get a vaccine. Like, if that's what you think is going to stop everything, then go be a part of that. Hey there, baby, I'm here for a little vaccine dish. (laughs) I can just see the most Cajun person walking into the, yeah, baby, I'm here to get a little vaccine now, Shaq. Come on now, let me get it. I'm like, I I don't know. I just just thought that was funny. I can imagine the most Cajun people getting vaccines and, you know, yeah, man. I, I mean, love a good well, Cajun accent. Uh, it's 
let me learn you something is that that's cajun right yeah let me I, learn you something real quick let me learn you something baby <laughs> i love that shit so much it's the dude. best dude i, I feel love like that, i feel like like the south is a place where you can get called baby and it's totally okay here you go oh, baby, baby. Hey, what up sweet Eddie, baby You're, everything's good dude Oh, dude. You know, uh, you obviously know Devin uh, Baldy. Oh, he's the craziest motherfucker yeah, in the world. Yeah, I also think so. When I first met him, I was everyone just told me stories about him. I was like, I can't wait to just hear this guy talk. And literally that. I was just so happy. I was like, he's such dude, a cool man. Did he Did he ever tell you he's freaking out? Dude, I'm panicking. I'm freaking out. Dude, I'm freaking out, dude. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. He crashed, he crashed on my couch because uh, him and uh, Mike had a show here in, uh, last year. And they... Uh, they crashed on my house, and dude, Devin, he's so funny, bro. Like anything he said made me laugh. Like, he is the fu- he is such a character, dude. I, I and he has the craziest stories, and he's like, dude, I, I don't know, dude. It just happened. It just happened. I don't. I just. It just happened. I was like, yeah, dude, we got couches. Like you can sleep here. He's like, oh no, dude, I'll sleep on the floor. I'll be okay, baby. I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, dude, I'm gonna sleep on the floor. I'm kind of panicking. I feel. I feel good down there. Panicking, baby. I feel I'm, good down there. I feel. I, I feel okay down there. What a guy. What a guy, bro. <laughs> I love that dude. Hell yeah, man. So look, are you are you spending more time on, on rap shit right now or are you spending more time on production? Uh I took a break from well didn't really take a break. I, I produced a good little like fifteen drink your water tunes to my liking that I think are good. And I stacked them up in a little folder and I switched over back to rap because in twenty twenty, obviously with the weed, I got really lazy. I got too caught up in my numbers and like comparing myself with people. I took a long break from rap. But uh, something clicked once I stopped and I was like, dude, I need to get back into this because I was making songs that kind of had like more like the auto tune, like singing melodic type feel. And all my fans that are here and loyal as fuck like my hard, aggressive talk shit. Like that's what music. I like. That's what I liked about. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like the song I dropped the other day is like going crazy. I've never gotten this many plays this quick on a song because I just went back to my old roots and um that just reminded me that i have to do that so like i just took a week and recorded like a whole album's worth of rap music and now i'm sitting on a crazy amount and like i said we got some label talk going on right now Mm -hmm. um so yeah man i'm really i'm doing the rap shit now more because i have drink your water shit stacked up and we're ready to like release tunes here and there and you know i'm doing a few like little shows here and there under that but for the most part i want to get the rap shit back to where it was because like i was like really i was doing like two million plays uh on spotify alone per month at one point and that shit dipped like it went down big time because i got lazy so i'm just really trying to grind back to that and so far it's it's looking pretty good so yeah man you said something about comparing and i wanted to bring that back up in a second but like yeah. what uh which one which one do you would you if if you could pick one to actually work out and blow up would it be the rap thing or drink would it be kevin flum or drink your water it would definitely be the Kevin Flum because of I I've reached so many more people with that, mm-hmm. and I know how lucrative it is and how powerful all of that is, like uh, lyrics and rap. I just I've always that's always just been my thing. So that would definitely be what I would take to the moon, and then any money I make with that, I would just pump it into the Drink Your Water project and kind of help out on on that side because I still love that shit so much. Like I love making dance music and bass shit and just stuff like that. So. But I would definitely focus more on the rap shit yeah. um, just from experience and how well it's gone in the past. Um, so, yeah, and I would I always promise myself that I would give each project an equal amount of effort. But I feel like it, it, it's going to be like 60, 40 for rap and yeah. then 40 percent for drink your water. 
And then, hey, you still get the best of both worlds whenever you go and feature, like, on a bass track as Kevin Flum, you know what I mean? Yeah, dude, exactly. And then reach both fucking crowds. Exactly, because a lot of, like, when I'm doing Drink Your Water shit, a lot of people are like, so who is Kevin Flum? And I'm like, that's me. Like, I do a whole rap project, and there's so many Drink Your Water fans that don't know about my rap shit. So it's super cool to, like, bridge those two together because, you know, I feel like a good amount of people like hip-hop more than more than less, and you know there's a good chance they'll like my shit because they already like my drink your water stuff so you know it, it's that's just new fans from each and then yeah i don't know man it, it's really cool to be able to do both because if i'm feeling uninspired with rap shit i'll just open up my uh my doll and just start going crazy on sounds and uh just making some some fucking bass music or some shit like that so or if i'm not feeling that i'll just go and write some lyrics like today i cranked out two songs already under the rap project and um shout out adderall but <laughs> i uh yeah, dude. It's really just what I'm feeling. Um, I'm just glad I have both, dude, because I've like it's really changed my life uh, doing the EDM shit, man, because it's just obviously it's such a crazy world. Um, what, when shows were happening on the regular, I mean, you know, that shit is like playing shows all the time. This shit is just so much fun and connecting with so many new people. And yeah, I don't know, man. It's the best of both worlds for me, honestly. Yeah, that's what's oh. up, dude. So I wanted I wanted to talk to you. You said something about comparing because mm-hmm. like I could see it. I could see it easily, like getting fucking weird. Cause I, I even have it sometimes with, with myself, not so much anymore, but like where you start comparing to other artists, like who you think, like, yeah, I'm way more talented than these people. But, you know, have there ever, has there ever been like a moment to like, you know, maybe you should start wearing red skinny jeans or like color your hair or like get face tattoos? Face tattoos, bro. You ever thought yeah. about getting a face tattoo? That might work out, bro. If you're trying to <laughs> rap, you just get a face tattoo. And, and name, name yourself Lil Heroin. Lil something, right? Yeah. Lil Heroin. <laughs> Controversy. There, there was there was a time where I was like, dude, do I need to like work on my image to like, do I need to sell out a little bit? And I've had numerous people tell me, like, yeah, like selling out will 100 percent like help out a little bit. But at the same time, like, I didn't want to do some shit that I would regret uh in the future. So um i don't know man and i have a lot of homies like very close homies that blew the fuck up off rap music and that like one of my homies last year his song went triple platinum maybe even quad platinum it's got a billion streams on spotify right now his his song went crazy and just having someone that close to me blow up that heavy and then kind of like i was like damn like what am i doing wrong and then i had so many other homies just blow the fuck up off that shit so like it's really hard to to go through that when you're comparing yourself like damn like what am i doing wrong like at some point i was killing it and they weren't but like now they're on the upper echelon and it's just i don't know man it's crazy and then like just looking at people's streams and seeing how much they're pulling in like that shit uh, it got really easy to compare myself and just just shit like that man i don't know but i got i got past all that because it just it's not productive at all and doesn't help anyone in any way so um yeah i always feel like i always felt like the taboo project never worked until I actually started being myself. Yeah, you know dude. I mean, there, were, there was a, you know, cause I would look at other people, other DJs who had made it and they're like, you know, these DJs wearing all black fucking looking hard as fuck. Their logos are like just the most aggressive and hard fuck. Like you look at him and he looks like he's in a metal band and stuff like that. And right. I think, I think I was like, yeah, that's something I got to do. And I was trying that for a little bit. And then I think I just got tired. I was like, this just doesn't feel right. And then I started actually being my normal goofy ass Southern self. And then that's when actually shit started clicking. And it's like, every, that's when everything started working was I was just being myself. 
Yeah, man. I think that's when people can actually appreciate it more because when you're trying to be something that you see uh, online or something else, like there's already so much of that, that you just kind of just become like a, a clone of someone else. And uh, that was me for a while when I was just like trying to sound like everybody else. But then I just started truly being myself and just wanting to just be me. And like, that's, that's the best you can give anybody is just yourself, bro. I know how corny that shit sounds, but um, at the end of the day, like being yourself will get you so much further because you'll be happy with what you're doing. If you're actually being yourself, because there's that little voice in your head saying like, yo, dude, this is, you know, you know, this isn't you, you know, you're not doing it right. But when you're doing it right, like, and you're yourself and you're pure, I don't know, man, I just feel like that hits people way harder. Like, I, I love how you yourself that you are. Cause like, like you said, you're goofy as hell. Like, you just be kind of just, you're not ever too serious. And that's not a bad thing, you know? And I like that shit. Like, that's kind of how I want to be. But yeah. then there's always that thing like, oh, man, I always, I genuinely do care about what people think about me, but I don't, not to a point where I'm going to let it affect the way I am. Yeah. But like, we're artists, man. Like, people, it's the goal is to make people want to either be us, love us, or respect us. So that's just how it is. Like, that's the, that's the truth. And, uh, yeah, man. There is a fine line of not giving a fuck and giving a fuck. Like mm-hmm. me, I don't give a fuck about what people think about some of the things I say or do because right. I know my intentions and I know where they're coming from. Exactly. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like I still like if someone's like listening to a track or something or like I don't know, there are certain things that I do care about. Like if 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 someone's feelings legit are hurt for like a real reason and I might have fucked up and then I might have cared, but like someone's feelings are hurt for being a little bitch. I'm like, all right, whatever, stop being a little bitch. But like there's there's a fine line that I I don't I don't really know where it's at, but I don't give a shit, but I care about what people do think about me in in, in some compass in capacity. You know what I'm saying? Cause like I said, like without people fucking with me, without people like liking the project it wouldn't, I mean, I would just be sitting here talking. I would just be putting out tunes and no one would be listening. You know what I mean? It just, I wouldn't be able to do this for a living. So there, there is this fine line of still caring because you want people to like what you're doing and, and buy into it. But there's also this thing of like, you don't care too much because then you'll start doing what they want you to do. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And that, that's why I think the podcast that you do is so dope because like, it's just a like because you don't really get to hear DJs and producers talk that much. I feel like, uh, and actually like see what kind of a person they are because like just sit, watching them have a conversation with someone, I feel like that's when people are transparent as fuck and then they're just themselves. So like this is super awesome that you're doing this because I like I've met you once. Uh, I met you at Iris that one time, but we didn't really spend any time talking, and I never really kind of knew what kind of person you were until I started watching your podcast and like. You're, you're like you give yourself to it and you like people like not just me i'm sure everyone feels the same way but like it's cool to actually see what kind of a person somebody is outside of just watching them play it like a show and then not being able to really have a get to talk to them or like listen to them actually speak you know dude so. I, I totally agree i've gotten to talk to some people on this podcast where i like walked out i was like dude that person's fucking awesome i was like we're yeah. like, I, I feel like I've legit made some friends just by sitting here and having an hour or however long conversation with an artist yeah. that like I'm a fan with or someone else is a fan with. And I'm just like, damn, that's a cool pit person. But I've also had some episodes where I'm like, okay, that guy is not the best at speaking, but he's still cool. And you're like, there are right. some people who are just like, especially with producers, you're like, some people are just fucking sound nerds and they just want to sit in their room and, 
you know, their their thing is just fucking making music and they don't want to talk to somebody. But like, there's some of that. But I feel like majority of people I've talked to on this podcast that I've just been like, fuck, I now I actually know who that person is. Because there are these people and these artists and these brands that are just like, this is the brand and they seem like larger than life almost. And then mm-hmm. you just sit down and talk to them like, yeah, they're just normal ass people like me. Right. Yeah, dude. And it's like, even as a producer and a DJ, like you still, like there's still people that I look up to and I, you know, they do seem larger than life and I got starstruck as hell. And then you actually sit down and have a convo with them. And it's like, damn, dude, like, like you said, they're just, they're just a person, man. At the end of the day, like they're just a person. They put their pants on the same way you do. Like this is, it's, I don't know. They might jerk off with their right hand, but I jerk off. They might be right handed. You're left. I'm left hand, dude. Oh, okay. Well, Are I'm you in, left-handed? Yeah, I, I'm left-handed, but I'm in, I'm in okay. predictrious, dude. I can jerk off with either hand. I call it in predictrious, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, I can't. Uh, dude, I can't do it with the left hand. When I do it with the left hand, it feels like someone else is doing it. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the forearm strength in the left hand, bro, so. Dude, you uh, got to start. You got to get you a shake weight, dog. A little shake weight, bro. Just... Man, those are funny as hell. Those were the silliest fucking things. That yeah. I'm so glad it ended up just fucking going away. That's right. My mom had one, and it was so silly. Yeah, it, it and it wasn't as funny anymore when I mentioned my mom doing it. So I kind of, I kind of hurt, hurt myself on that one. <laughs> oh, sorry, mom. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't All have right. done that, dude. All right. So, look, check it. <laughs> dude, first off, man, I, at the end, man, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to me, having some real-ass conversations, man. It's been yeah, fucking dude. awesome getting to talk to you about some stuff. Very refreshing. It's been really fun, man. I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. But let me ask you, man. So, what rapper do you want to rap on a song with? All right. And what DJ, producer, do you want to feature on a song with? Top, top number one from both sides, hip-hop and EDM. All right, so on the rap side, bro, like, dude, I've always looked up and loved Drake. Like, Drake is one of my biggest idols. I know it's probably far-fetched and unrealistic to say I want to have a song with him, but, you know, I feel like anything's possible, and, you know, maybe one day it could happen. Who knows? But uh, Drake is at the top of my list. Um, he's he's very up there. And then Eminem would be also a dream come true, but, like, these are all just, like, you know, super, super far-fetched names. Hey, it could but, happen, uh, dude. It- it could, it 100% could happen, man. Yeah, it really could. And then, uh, like, I would really, uh, dude, there's just, there's so many people. I'd love to do some rap shit with Getter, um, even if it's, like, with his, ra- under his rap alias or him making a beat for me, because he's produced some fire beats for some rappers that I really like. So good. So yeah, he's, dude. He's an absolute savage. fire. Um, and then, uh, yeah, dude. Uh, and, dude, there, there's a lot, but, like, like I said, I didn't want to, like, get too far into like doing features with edm shit like i wanted i didn't want there to be too many edm kevin flum features i wanted to be really selective with who i worked with gotcha. and super stoked that uh, our song came out the way it did because yeah, it's normal. um once you sent it to me like dude it just clicked it immediately clicked and uh i'm super stoked on that so i'm really glad that happened like i said i've been a fan of your shit for a minute now and uh it's just, it's really cool that we have like a body of work together because like once you have a piece of art with somebody like that just that's just, that's a just bond. forever dude a bond yeah bro that shit that's that makes you immortal right there like that shit's gonna be out there forever even after you pass like music makes you immortal in some type of way because we're just leaving our imprint out there bro and i'm, I'm stoked that we have something together because uh 
that shit bumps. That shit yeah, really bumps. They're, they're not just, ready for it. They're not ready, dude. We're just busting loads in music. We're just busting loads that will last forever. Musical Left-handed loads. and right-handed. Musical loads, bro. Musical loads. <laughs> well, what's Love next? It, what's what's next for you, man? What what you got coming up? Song releases. What what's up? What's 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 the future looking like for you, man? So I just released a song uh, a couple days ago uh, called Mansion Tears. It's going crazy right now. Uh, I got the music video for it uh, locked and loaded. I'm probably going to drop it once the song hits 100K. That's probably our, our, our game plan with that. And then um, um, shit, like I said, I got a whole album's worth of Kevin Flum shit that I'm sitting on. Probably going to start dropping that. Uh, our goal is to get a song out every month at least for the rest of the year. And um yeah, dude, got some talks, uh, like I said, with a label coming up here. Got some nice numbers on the table. We'll see what happens with that. But um, yeah, dude, uh, the clip is loaded and I'm about to just fire off so much music this year uh, to make up for what I didn't do last year. And uh, Drink Your Water Shit, like I said, I got a lot of music sitting on that. Uh, kind of just want to find like decent homes for the songs just so we're not just you know firing them off and it doesn't make sense. So um, we'll, we'll see on that. But right now we're really focusing on the rap shit. So Hell um, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, it's going to be a good year. I'm going to manifest that right now. So Fuck yeah, dude. Well, I'm excited yeah. for all of it, dude. I can't wait to hear all of it, man. I'm a fan as I'm a fan myself, dude, so I'm looking forward to every single uh, bit of it, dude. And thank you. Love, thank you again for coming on to the show, bro. And uh I will I will talk to you soon, my friend. Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you so much, bro. I appreciate you. That's Mr. Kevin Flum, everybody. What a cool guy, man. I love it whenever people are just open to talk about what the fuck ever. You know, some artists can be scared like, "Oh, man, this is kind of like a touchy subject." I feel like things need to be talked about. You know what I'm saying? And so I loved that conversation. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Appreciate y'all tuning in this week. Go listen to Drugs. Go listen to Mansion Tears. Check out Kevin Flum. Check out our collab whenever it drops here and God knows when. I love y'all. Be good out there. Or not. Be bad if you want. Be bad if you want. Who am I to tell you what to do? Anyway. Later. <laughs>